What's the opening? I don't know what the opening is this week. I don't know. You always come up with them. I don't have an opening bit. There's no opening bit this week. Well, at least we made it this far. That's so cheesy. That's the best you... Wait, like it's more cheesy than the shit you come up with? Whoa! I'm so tired of the phone, baby. I don't like the tone of the way we say I love you a thousand times. We say those words, but we can't look into each other's eyes. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sadie Hawkins Pod. I need to turn the cooler off. Hold on. <laughs> April's also playing with her food, with her kibbies in the background. Did I hit the right switch? Which is the switch? Oh my gosh, there turn them go. all down. No, 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 now you have it heating up. Turn them all down. Uh, there we go. <laughs> the hot bubbles. one is still on. What? I'll turn it off later. It's not making noise. We can have nice hot tea later. I guess, yeah, we can. <laughs> <laughs> we have a, a water cooler that in our... Yeah, and we recording always have to turn space. it off every night when we record, and we yeah. forgot to turn it off. Who cares? At least we got it this far. <laughs> so, yes, we're talking about at least we made it this far this week. Um, um, top of the show business. Okay. Last week, we talked about... We're doing some clips right away. <laughs> Whoa. Because last week, we talked about... Uh, which to bury us with a hatchet. And since we had our guests last week, and there were so many which to bury videos, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I was like, which of these to dig up? Because there's so many which to bury <laughs> videos. But there was one that I absolutely wanted to play. Okay. And I completely forgot that it was important to listen to. Um, I mean, we played all the good... There, there were a lot of bad covers last week for which to bury us to the hatchet. So I purposely only picked the good covers. But there's this one with this insane energy. And I had to play this and I forgot. So we're going back to last week. Okay, I'm sorry. I've been, I've been self-vamping until I could find the link. Here we go. So this is... No, I'm not vamping anymore. I found it. <laughs> So this is uploaded by Gary Lee Hutchins. The YouTube channel is Gary Lee Hutchins. But it says it's a cover by Michaela Rose live at Cosmic Pizza. Awesome. So this is like, I guess, it's it's like an open mic energy, whether or not it's actually a concert for her, like locally or something. It's got an open mic energy. But then listen to open mic night at the cosmo pizza yeah a cosmic pizza cosmic pizza check out what's going on as this cover plays this one i decided i was going to do my favorite song cover and you'll talk about too we're both and it's called which to bury us the hatchet some people fall off some people might come back you know those that end up this looks like a high school gymnasium okay is this like how is this cosmic pizza well 
I don't know about I don't know about that. Maybe it's a pizza party at the school and they call it coffee. You know, like youth groups call themselves a coffee house, but it's really just church on Thursday night, right? And they call themselves coffee house, <laughs> yes. but it's just church and there's sodas for fifty cents each. Yeah. What I want you to listen to is these two guys. So I think they just. Whoever runs Cosmic Pizza was like, we got to record every night at Cosmic Pizza. Or maybe Gary Lee Hutchins and for Michaela Rose, maybe just put the put the camera on a tripod. Well, then there's two bros. <laughs> there's two bros who s- were sitting or standing by the camera picking up their conversation. And it's like, I think it's like a misogynistic relationship oh, no. conversation so see what you can suss out from this this is like on buzzfeed unsolved the supernatural episodes where they use the ghost box That's thing That's obsession <laughs> where they I mean, I prefer the true crime ones, but they use this ghost box where it's like supposed to scan however many radio channels at once. And they're like, there's talking. And it's like, yeah, because you're picking up on a radio station or like a phone call or something. Maybe you need to put headphones on directly from the episode. Maybe this isn't the mind blower I thought it was. But I seriously recommend everyone go check out Gary Lee Hutchins, Michaela Rose live, which to bury us or the hatchet cover. Because it's like, they're basically talking like, yeah, she's a real problem. Like, you had to, like, do what you had to do. That problem is going to take care of itself once you, like, stop taking her calls or whatever. This isn't exactly what they're saying, but that's, like, the... Aggressive. It feels like a real aggressive thing. I expected more from patrons of Cosmic (laughs) Pizza. There's There's a new Amsterdam song. I would expect more from Cosmic Pizza as well. There's a new Amsterdam song, which is the side project of the guy from Get Up Kids. Where it's like, oh, I'm gonna play it. So this is it. This is stupid. We don't need to play it. <laughs> <laughs> you flipped on that one fast. <laughs> it's gonna take forever to. But there's a song called "Where So Thin" by the New Amsterdam's, where it like starts out like like you're hearing the song in a bar or something uh-huh. and you hear a conversation about two people talking about someone that was in a horrible accident like uh. you hear them over the chatter and it's like gory and upsetting that's the energy on this Michaela For Rose sure. video because they're talking about like taking you know like some girl being a problem <laughs> Again, this blew my I mind you were when about I found to say it. taking care of business. That really sounded like that's what was going to come out. Are they taking care of pizza? Because it's, it's cosmic, cosmic pizza. pizza? They should be. <laughs> oh my gosh. What a deep, deep reference. We're the only people in the world who not only watch, but actually liked the Napoleon Dynamite cartoon show. Yep. <laughs> Severely underrated. So underrated. Like, it premiered the same year as Bob's Burgers. Yeah. And we watched it. And we're like, this is actually really funny. Obviously, it doesn't fall in line continuity-wise with the movie. But we enjoyed it. Fantastic. And Bob's Burgers aired the same year. And we're like, we're not watching Bob's <laughs> Burgers. Well, then which show lasted 200 years and which one didn't? Um, Yeah. I just wanted to share that. I was so upset when I realized I hadn't shared that video from last week because it blew my mind. But yeah, it's it's a weird energy to start the episode with. So I apologize for bringing that to top of the show business. Instead, 
Let's listen to proper top of the show business, which is a voicemail. All right. This is from Beatrice. Oh, nice. We haven't heard from Beatrice in a while. Hi, um, it's Beatrice. I know I haven't called you guys in a while. Well, you guys hey, agree. I just said you that. agree. <laughs> um, but I know this is very random, but um, on Twitter, I saw that it was someone's birthday, but I don't know whether it's Danny's or Jess's. But regardless, I just want to call happy birthday and also election day. So like, so it's like even better. Yeah, I just wanted to say um, happy birthday to whoever has the birthday um, the day I'm calling. So yeah, hope you had an awesome day. Bye. Well, it was my birthday the day she called. Thank you for calling up. But incidentally, we're both born in November. So yes. this is like our shared birthday month. <laughs> yeah. Just like Bilbo and Frodo. It's not in the movies that much, but you know that Bilbo Baggins and Frodo Baggins share like the same almost birthday. Like it's in the books. They're just like 500 years apart or something. Right. Yeah, they are. Just like us. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) This is, there's this like three to three week period of time where I get to tease Danny that he's even more of a cradle robber because he's five years older than me. (laughs) Not just four. It's like two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So what did I do for my birthday? We got soda pop. Oh, yeah, we posted that to the Instagram stories. We went to a soda store. Yeah, it's my birthday. Whatever. It's (laughs) over. It's over now. We got takeout sushi. I got Pink's hot dogs, which I haven't had in years. We were super, super happy. Lots of celebrations going on on your birthday. But Jessica's foot is still healing from her twist, which (laughs) happened hours before we recorded last. Yeah. So she's still on crutches. Um, we had just been to the, I don't, did we say we had just been to the urgent care? I don't and think then we so. came home <laughs> and we started recording. <laughs> anyway, thank you, Beatrice, for the happy birthday wishes. And you will share them with, I'll share them with Jessica because it's her birthday in just a couple of weeks. Thank you. So, uh, anyway, at least we made it this far. <laughs> And I'm into not talking the episode? Yeah, into the episode. <laughs> I'm not talking about the song, which this week we're talking about. At least we made it this far. This is kind of a spiritual sister song to Stuck With You by Huey Lewis and the News. Yes. Sort of. He's pointing at me. Well, this is the thing. I wrote that down. But did you watch that Vimeo video? Uh, no, I just sent it to you. I got thrown off. This is what we can start with. Oh. Because I've never dug deeply into the lyrics of this song. Okay. I thought it was just about a couple. I have. I got stuff to say. Okay. So. I thought it was just about a couple that, like, aren't sure where they are anymore. And they're just like, hey, at least we made it this far. And I wrote down exactly like, happy to be stuck with you by Huey Lewis in the News. But the line that really makes you interpret that and made me interpret it and probably makes other people interpret it is the they say they love I love you, but we can't look into each other's eyes. Right. It's like, oh, I love you, but I don't actually connect with you when I say it. That's what it sounds like. But it might actually mean he's on tour and he doesn't get to look in her eyes because he got he has to call from another city to say I love you. Oh. I think that's the I think. That might actually be... I did not uh, contemplate that. I didn't contemplate that either, but this is what happened. I was with you 100%. And then I walked April right before we started recording this episode. And 
you found in your deep dive a Vimeo fan video, which is very unusual. We don't normally find like derivative fan works on Vimeo. And I did not find it on YouTube. And I had done all my YouTube research and I was like, oh, well, while I'm walking April, let me watch that Vimeo video really quick. And they filmed their video. We'll get to it later. But they filmed their video of two people on the phone, like calling and like, you know, acting out the song. I love you. I love you, too. And they can't look into each other's eyes. And when they both hang up, then they both look sad because they're not together. And he's like driving and on the road and she's at home and looking at pictures of him and they're talking on the phone and happy. It totally threw a wrench in the monkey works or a monkey wrench in the works. Or I'm, the f- I'm still going to make a case for my theory, for our theory. I think it could be, I think it could be both. But because I, now I just have to throw out all my notes if oh that's no. the case. So, <laughs> well, because here's the thing is, to, I feel uh, like there's other lyrics though that it would could be about support. a challenged relationship. Yeah, it could be about a long distance relationship, or he's saying he's tired of the road. So it could specifically be about a, a, a relationship that's long distance because he's touring or he's traveling. And they're not together and things are maybe strained. I will say this is a song where I was like, this is the first time probably that I was like, oh, I'm actually looking forward to reading through the song meanings to see what people think this is about. Yeah. Uh, So like we were kind of saying, the song to me, it has always been about a relationship that's gotten a little bit too comfortable and a little stale and questioning if it's time to write a personal ad to find someone who likes pina coladas and getting caught in the rain. (laughs) Uh, but ultimately not wanting to give that relationship up. Right. Um, so, yeah, I just kind of viewed it as, like, more relatable Reliant K. Um, at least the way that, that we had originally interpreted it. Because, you know, who hasn't, even in the strongest relationship, had a similar stream of consciousness that went like, man, you know, I'm tired of the same old, same old. Uh, it's like we say I love you, but we don't even look at each other anymore. It's also routine. But I guess we made it, like, we made it to this comfortable spot, this, like, non-exciting spot past the honeymoon phase. Um, so, well, at least we made it this far. And honestly, once you can get past that and you can get into that sort of that like falling into a rut sort of phase, if you can, you know, keep going through that, it's, it's smooth sailing from there. Like, sure, the grass is always greener on the other side. Gosh, you seem to have a lot to say about this subject. <laughs> like, you're very familiar with the idea of being overly comfortable in a relationship and wondering if the person actually loves you. Gosh, you have so much to say on this topic. That's 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 amazing that you could that's amazing that you can connect emotionally with you that you can kind of be empathetic to people who must have that problem. I'm just going through the song. Um, <laughs> like yeah, the grass is always greener on the other side, but I really hope that you know when you the other person like looks back at those early days, you remember that that same excited feeling. Because if you change your mind and I've thought about it, um, You've thought about what? <laughs> thought about you. You thought about go. changing your mind. <laughs> I can't take it, uh, and won't won't have it. And you're my person, and I'll cling to you, and I'll fight for you, and be strong for both of us. But that also, you're right, works if the idea is that he's writing it from the fact that he's like out on the road, and he's like tired of being out on the road. Right. I, I think because I never, I love, I really like this song. It's so bright and nice, and its position on the album is really good because. 
this this album does kind of like go back and forth between sort of slow sadder songs and like happy peppy songs right Mm -hmm. there is like a singular tone to this album and i'm going to talk about that a little bit more in terms of how and why the album was written which we've talked about on every other nashville tennis song but to like say like curl up and die basically this song feels like a mirror version of curl up and die Mm-hmm. because both songs actually have first of all I'll get into let me remind me to get into the lyrical content comparatively but here's the thing like listen to the opening of at least we made it this far and then listen to the opening of curl up and die it's not I don't know if it's the same chord progress I don't know if it's a similar chord progression or some sort of like trans but I don't know I don't know but it's a similar thing right and whereas with curl up and die you have a very sad song tonally with the lyrics are actually and lyrics sound sad but the lyrics are actually about kind of healing like the lyric it's 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 like a sad veneer on top of what's actually meant to be a very healing song and then at least we made it this far is kind of the polar opposite it's the inside out peanut butter cup it's like (laughs) here you've got a very peppy happy song with what sound like very peppy happy lyrics but it sounds like it's about a relationship in turmoil and in trouble and so yeah i forever i never delve that deeply into it but that's what we do on the show we look deeper into songs that we never really paid attention to and i always thought it was just about a couple that was comfortable and not trying too hard but then i saw that video and i'm like oh wait because at the beginning he says i'm so tired of the phone I don't like the tone, right? They're yeah. talking on the phone. Yeah. That is that does sound like the proper interpretation. I don't think that this shifts the song from our like immediate interpretation too much. It does make it very literal though. Whereas yeah. we were viewing it in more of a metaphorical. Right. So I think I think it is about a couple that is in turmoil, but I don't know if it's about them like sitting on the couch every night and not looking at each other. Right, or if it's just a long distance It's a long distance thing, and it's like, hey, we've made it this far. It's almost, it's also like uh, that Shania Twain song. (laughs) What's that that Shania Twain song? You know, like, uh, Roper covered Man, I Feel Like a Woman? Yeah, that's it. (laughs) Reese Roper famously covered Man, I Feel Like a Woman. No, um... That one that everybody used as their, like, wedding dance song in, like, 2003? Yeah. Like, look at us. We're still married. Yeah, still the one. Still the one. Still the one I come to. Something, something, something to. <laughs> this is not a Shania Twain song by song podcast. This is a song by song podcast for a different Canadian singer. Um, I'm trying to get to the trademark.net scans of the artwork so we can definitively be sure we're looking at the correct lyrics because... I don't really want to trust song meanings yeah, or genius. Uh, yeah. Like what if they're all a little off, which speaking of that, in terms of like how I just got what I got out of this song at a surface level and didn't delve any deeper. I was always convinced that the lyric when he says, but it all looks smooth from here forever. I just heard good, but it all looks good from here. And then I listened to the covers and everyone was saying smooth and I'm like, oh, is, is that it? And then I listened again, and I'm like, he's so obviously saying smooth. But I just always heard 
it all looks good from here. Plus, yeah. I think it all looks good from here is more colloquial. It's more something you'd hear people say to say it all looks good from here. It's something you hear more often. Yeah, I always mess up that lyric. I yeah. always say good instead of smooth. Yeah. So that's, you know, that's another thing that just shows, like, I don't pay attention good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So I've got... Okay, so let's look at the... Let's read the lyrics right off of the CD. I'm so tired of the phone, baby. I don't like the tone of the way we say I love you a thousand times. We say those words but can't look into each other's eyes. I totally... I, I, I always thought... Because I didn't really pay super attention to the first few lines. Right. But just some the emphasis when you get to the end of, a, like, what is a stanza? You know, when you get to the end of that measure... In any song, it's sort of the lyrics at the end of a measure are emphasized a little bit more. So to hear someone say, we can't look into each other's eyes, that puts a very common idea of a couple that can't look into each other's eyes. Right. Not literally meaning like we physically aren't allowed to look into each other's yeah. eyes because we're 4,000 4, miles too much, 2,000 miles away. Oh, and I guess we made it, or at least we made it this far, and it all looks smooth from here. Oh, and in a future day, there may be waves, but I must say the skies have never looked so clear. So I'm guessing he means, it's like, so that's a metaphor, right? He's saying in the future day, there might be waves. It might get rocky. It might get rocky. He's saying it, it may get rocky, but then he's comparing the sea to the sky. He's taking things from nature. And he's taking the ocean and the sky, which are very, like, especially because Reliant K and Matt and love nature and stuff like that, right? Mm -hmm. And he's comparing those things. Yes, you get what I'm saying? I do. <laughs> I'm picturing things in my mind here. <laughs> uh, it's, all, it's all coming clear. You know what? This episode, it's, there may be waves, but it's all becoming clear on this song. Are you going clear? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Call Leah Remini. Save me. Jessica's trying to convince me. I'm just kidding. Uh, have never looked so clear. Oh, and I guess we made it because it ain't far to go from here. I'm so tired of the road driving through the snow. And just maybe you'll sit back and think about the times when we said those words and looked into each other's eyes. And you have given me a heart... Oh, and this is the bridge. And you have given me a heart attack. You'll never know what it's like to face the fact you might let me go. Okay. So there's like the first real sign of trouble. Mm -hmm. For most of this song, you could take it like this happy to be stuck with you thing of they're going to stick They're gonna stick it out. Whatever's going on in the relationship, they're going to stick it out. But now he's saying like... You might actually break up with me because of this. What now we're seeing as a long distance relationship. That's the first real sign of trouble in the song. And I won't stand for any thought of that. Heavens no. Because I will cling to you and always have a stronger hold. So I think that's what. So now that I've. And you know what? If I hadn't watched that video before we recorded. Maybe we would have figured out. Hey, wait a second. This seems to be about a long distance relationship. So it's more of a faithfully by journey. Yes. Do, 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 do. That's my favorite. <laughs> what? 
<laughs> you know what? I always do that thing. Yes. It's like it's like circus life when he sing when we're in, when we're in the car. There's little things I add to songs. Like everyone knows when you're listening to uh, Jimmy Buffett, you go the salt, the salt, you know, and you go uh, you add those little callbacks to a song. You listen to Jimmy Buffett a lot, Dan. We all listen. To, is it Jimmy Buffett? It's Jimmy Buffett, right? You confused me and made me think it was somebody else. <laughs> but, you know, adding callbacks to songs. Oh, and Sweet Caroline. That's another one. Like the callbacks to that. The callbacks that are in that. But, Rudolph but, the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Yes, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer has famous callbacks. So I like to add callbacks to songs that don't exist and confuse Jessica and make sure <laughs> makes her think that they exist canonically in the song. Danny's favorite thing to do is gaslight me. Yeah, but I didn't try to gaslight you by adding my own callbacks to other songs. Like, I always do Girls on Film by Duran Duran. I go, when they go, Girls on Film, I go, Film, Film, Film. <laughs> and then Jessica, one day we're driving the car and she's like, They're not going Film, Film, Film. Is this a different mix? I'm like, That's what I do. <laughs> so, in Faithfully, when in the second chorus, when he goes, Circus Life, and I go, Do, 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 do. <laughs> I think it would be good if they added that to the background. Like in Deathbed, when they just add that uh, accordion and the wedding chimes during the different when he's bowling and when they're having their wedding. I know you wouldn't know. I know you don't listen to that song. Um, I have so much more. I'm so much better prepared to do a Deathbed episode now, by the way. If anyone's listened to our, like, giant call-in Deathbed episode, like... I was ill-prepared. I was, like, just scratching the surface of that song. And now I feel like I actually know that song so much better than I've ever known it before. And I'm ready to do a full episode. So eventually when I have a new co-host who want to do that song, we'll be ready to do a proper episode for Deathbed. Are you Are you currently accepting resumes? <laughs> yeah. Send it to sadiehawkinspod at gmail.com. Make sure to put in your subject line, hiring position. But um, Attention, Danny. Attention, Danny. Attention, HR. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so you said the happy to be stuck with you part. But, yeah, it is more like a faithfully song. Or there's a kiss song that's like that as well. Is it Beth? Yeah. Yeah. The bridge of this song is like, you have given me a heart attack that part of the song scratches the same itch and i know you don't know this song but hands i was like why am i even bother bringing it up but hands down by dashboard confessional it also has a bridge that's like this and it just it's not like the same and i absolutely don't think there uh you know there's any monkey business going on there at all but it just scratches what the about, same what itch about monkey brain. wrenches I've already mentioned monkey wrench. I've mentioned so many monkeys in this episode. Sometimes a noun gets... Jessica's going, I know, that's why. <laughs> Sometimes a random noun gets... Actually, I have a word-a-day calendar, and this... <laughs> today, the word was monkey, and I was like, oh, interesting. <laughs> One thing about this song also, musically, is I kind of wish the bass was doing a little bit more, right? Because the... This song is like so good. I think this song's so good. It's so, it's so sweet. It's very acoustic. It's very acoustic. It's very it's like Nashville ex- vibes. Yeah. And they describe it as a country song in a live video that I found. Like they are deliberately 
considering it to be a country song. And then, you know, you've discovered that time was a Google, Google, uh, Google play has this definitively marked as a country album. Like all the bird and the bee sides is marked as a country album. So I'm like, did they listen to this song and the opening couple of seconds of the, of, uh, where do I go from here? And they were like, Oh, it's a country album. Um, and, and be your man. So, uh, one thing that, um, one thing I was, is this, this, I, I love the production of this album, especially when you consider what we learned from John Schneck and what is kind of, I'm, I'm figuring out is kind of known a little bit out there is that they record a bird in the B sides, like as an obligation to the record label. Like it was something they had to kind of throw together because they didn't really want to do a new full length album. We talk about this every time we come back to Nashville, Tennessee P. But um, I have something specific to say on this with the song. The fact that, like, they were not ready to do their sixth album. And the record label was like, no, you need to do a full-length album. We need a full-length album from you. And they were like, ugh, okay. <laughs> I'm extrapolating a little bit now based uh, on top of what John Schneck told us. But So they go and they record a full-length version a uh, full-length new album what is ostensibly could have been album six but they're like we're gonna hide it as a b-side collection with half new songs and half of these full-length new songs and call it a b-side collection call it a nashville tennis ep so it's not canonically our sixth album but it's so funny that that's the politics of this album existing and yet it sounds so good like mm-hmm. this song like they didn't half-ass it you know what I mean? Like Green Day with their new album is you know, like that. All these conspiracy theories about Green Day's new album that it sounds like crap because they just want to get out of their record contract. But like Reliant K literally did the exact same thing. They needed to get out of their record contract and they had to record this album and they did it, but they put out something really, really good. Like Nashville, all the new Nashville Tennessee P songs are great. And this song, I and like, like the production on the new Green Day album is atrocious. The production on Bird and the B sides and Nashville Tennessee P specifically is so good, and this song is as well. Um, I think I really love the. Did Aaron Sprinkle do that one? The new Green Day album? <laughs> no, he didn't. <laughs> Um, Aaron Sprinkle only did half of... Oh, okay. Of, no, he only did half of the Green Day album. No, he only did half of Collapsible Lung. You can't blame Aaron Sprinkle for everything. Um, so, I love the mix on this song. Um, the bass is exactly where I think it should be. But when I hear it, there's parts that are just like boom, 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 just in in key with the song and i'm like it could just be doing a little bit more not too showy but i wish there was a little bit extra melody like because the drums are fun the drums are going out there the drums aren't just straightforward there's a lot bunch of stuff going on with with ethan's drums on this track but there's not much going on with the bass and i wish there was just a little extra melody added instead of those middle like when you get into the verses it's just boom 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 like just a little bit more not like a big old ska walking bass like it doesn't need to be showy just a little extra melody like a couple extra notes you know on each thing would have been better for me that's the only criticism i have of this song like musically production wise or whatever it just occurred to me have we forgotten to mention 
have we because i don't know if we've done any songs since the last one we acknowledged was on the fan curated vinyl have we not done another one of those songs since because it just occurred to me that it's been a few months since we were like oh and this song is on the fan curated vinyl we either forgot to look into it <laughs> I, this isn't on the fan curated vinyl though i don't think right? i don't think so no. but i don't remember <laughs> Um, oh, and you can go order a new copy of yeah. the Fan Curated Vinyl. They put it back in black. Back in black vinyl, which I would have preferred when I pre-ordered it. Because <laughs> I prefer black vinyl. Um, but no, I don't know. We forgot to mention when Skittles and Combos... When we did Skittles and Combos, that it's the hidden track on the Fan Curated Vinyl. Did we forget? Yes, we did. We oh, forgot no. to mention it. Should I go in... And like throw something on there, like yeah. re- <laughs> absolutely, up, uh, yeah. Save over the RSS feed and just change that. I will do that. Um, I had something. Hold on. Oh, and there's another thing. And this is another thing about my comparison to how Green Day just like <laughs> sat an album to get out of their record contract, but Reliant K like puts together something like cheap and fast, seemingly, but it's still so considered and well-produced is this track also has those birds chirping at the beginning you ever notice Mm -hmm. that yeah and that ties it into the whole album theme again because with like be your man which when we talked to john schnack he was like you know the ethan doing the southern accent and the you know five great things about america that was like a last minute improvisation to uh do something else with that song because they didn't like how it just ended with a long guitar solo right but i said how be your man ties the whole album together Mm -hmm. because it takes the b side and it takes the b thing sorry it takes the b thing and ties it into that and then it leads into the whole it ties the whole album together well then in this track you have birds chirping so it's just amazing like it's not it's not a mm-hmm with, like, all of the, you know, that w- w- Daniel is always letting us know and, like, how mm-hmm and forget not slow down have these, like, melodies that repeat. Right. But very deliberately not, like, stale. Not that it was, like, a stale thing and he just... And not like Matt Thiessen uh, had writer's block and just copied. Like the Moana pre- soundtrack? Like, it's not like the Moana... It's not like almost any Lin-Manuel Miranda <laughs> thing where every song... Well, we can't judge. We haven't seen Hamilton. Yeah, but I've heard lots of other of his stuff. And it's, okay. it's like every song sounds the same. I, I have I a mean, question. Did you go to a strip club on your lunch break today? Because you have got, like, pink sparkles on your forehead. Do I really? <laughs> yeah. No, I did. You can't. I can't. They're closed right now. I've been calling up every day. It's like, how are you guys doing? You, which um, I was. I'm like, which phase are you guys in for reopening? No, I don't know why I have sparkles on my head. Do you have spark sparkles? Did you order a stripper to come by the house? Look at these accusations. We made it this far, and now absolutely, you're me a that's, heart attack. that's part of my Tuesday afternoon. <laughs> um. So anyway, I don't know why I have sparkles on my head. I apologize. Maybe I'm just a sparkly boy, like a twilight, like yeah. a twilight vampire. You're you such think an you could outswing me? <laughs> no one can even see that. No, we made a <laughs> twilight sketch where I was like the twilight boy and Jessica was the twilight girl. 
and it was trying to be funny but like there's long there's like a whole minute where there's no jokes and then like joke 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 and then another minute with no jokes it was very very quick it was like a 24-hour film like a personal 24-hour yes. film festival thing um anyway i'm so i'm so out of whack now so yeah, it's funny. So I was saying like the birds now. chirping. Yeah, yeah. The whole time, this whole episode, weird energy. But the birds chirping tie the out tie more to the theme of the album. Right. So it's so funny where you have those lyrical, those musical phrases that reoccur in mm-hmm, and forget not slow down, like Daniel lets us know. And then here you have sort of little thematic production touches that tie together, like the bees and the birds, and they all actually tie the album together. And yet this album was supposed to be like something they just threw together and pushed out the door so they could be done with their record label. Right? Crazy. That's why Reliant K is a better band than Green Day. All you Green Day fans, (laughs) jump the fence. Come on over to Reliant K town. You know, I did the same thing. I do oh, K-Town. every time we we cover a Bird in the B-Side song. Uh, and I ended up listening to the entire album while doing my research uh, today. And I kind of want to revisit Curl Up and Die when we're done. Because I really only gave that song like a second thought because of the podcast. Um, and we covered it the night before we left on a trip. And I think I had been working or something up to that point. And so you did the deep dive for me. And now I just really love that song. So like, kind of want to go back and revisit it's it. It's so a you song. So dramatic and emo. <laughs> Such a girl song. Oh, I want to curl up and die. Plus it gave me my, it gave me my favorite, my new favorite superhero. So that's right. <laughs> And by that I mean Red Five and Tiger Leader or whatever they were called from the Transformers. Oh, the Transformers <laughs> shipping video. That's still the that was still the highlight of this podcast. We've every day we're just trying to reclaim that moment where we discovered that it's Transformers G one shipping video. <laughs> well, we've made it this far into the podcast, so let's go into our break and we'll be right back. If you enjoy Sadie Hawkins Pod, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And you can interact with the show. Call our voicemail line, 402-95-SADIE, and we'll play it on a future show. You can send an email to sadiehawkinspod at gmail.com and visit our Instagram and Twitter, which are both at sadiehawkinspod. We also have merch up at our Tee Public store, where you can get a shirt, a mug, stickers, and more just in time for Halloween, or for after Halloween, depending on when you're listening to this, is our Little Sheep Boy shirt design, based on the cover of the original Creepy EP. We also want to thank our patrons over at patreon.com slash sadiehawkinspod. There's Brady, David, Tucker, This Might Be a Podcast, Owen, Jimmy E. Pod, Roxanne, Samantha, Helen, and Michael. You can sign up to our Patreon for bonus episodes and exclusive merch. And if you have a special someone in your life, think of giving them the gift of Sadie Hawkins Pod. <laughs> Look at you with the smooth transitions. I know. Did you hear? Go, go back, folks, and re-listen to that smooth transition I just made, and then listen to our break again. All right. So we've got some song meetings this week. And I apologize if... I'm not enunciating properly. I'm still getting used to. We're we're both we're a braces, we're braces family twins. now. 
Except I got Invisalign, so I'm still getting used to them. We bo- we're both adults <laughs> with braces. <laughs> we're, we're, we're reliving our youth. L. Nikki said 12 years ago. Do you think that's little Nikki? I swear we've heard from L. Nikki on this page before. You have made that joke. Probably. David Catch. That's why we call him David Catch because he catches all our previous references and catches how many times we say things. If you figure out where Jessica has made the little Nikki song meanings username joke before, please let us know. If you so, can tell us, we'll send you some Popeyes. Oh, I get it. I was like, why Popeyes? That's from the movie. From I get it. Um, they said, I don't think it's so much as they've had problems, but he's been traveling a lot. So they can't look into each other's eyes when they say, I love you. I mean, the song starts out with, I'm so tired of the phone. Why did everybody else see this except you and I, Danny? Because <laughs> we didn't pay that much attention. <laughs> I think that he fears that she'll have a problem with his traveling someday. And he's afraid that he'll lose her because of it. But there's also a lot of hope. I guess we made it. Because it ain't far to go from here. Uh, I wish this song was written for me. I'd just be like, oh, believe me, I won't let go. LOL. Well, Rose said the same thing to Jack, and we all know how that story ended. She immediately let him go. AMDMB91, 12 years ago, said, why hasn't anyone commented on this song yet? I know the CD came out 1.5 weeks ago, but still, it's a good song. I think it about how he was going through some rough times with his girl, and now that their problems have been resolved, everything's just relaxing and natural like it was before. I love the part, you have given me a heart attack, you'll never know what it's like to face the fact that you might let go. I can relate to those words so much right now. Dot, dot, dot. I wonder how that worked out. I'm just skimming through the rest of them. Finding all the people that were smarter than us. Free as a Bird 16, 11 years ago said, okay, this is the most amazing song on the face of the planet. It describes the way love really is. Instead of the old roses and buttercream icing version on chick flicks. Instead of the old roses and buttercream gang. (laughs) And the love means never having to say you're sorry crap. Love is rough. I, it doesn't eradicate sacrifice and hard work it just makes it worthwhile dude this whole cd makes me think that he's on the edge of a divorce especially this song and the stenographer whoa wait a second but he can't let go because even though they're having problems he still needs her in his life technically wasn't a divorce and he's trying to make her realize the good times because all she can focus on is the bad or maybe I've completely missed the point. I don't, I wouldn't know. I don't know what his private life is like. <laughs> you don't? <laughs> wow, that is prescient AF. Because the next album is literally a breakup album. It's not a divorce because they were just engaged. But yeah, wow, that is interesting. I didn't actually, I don't know why. Everyone on song meetings for once is way smarter than us. Because first, they caught the fact that it's about a long-distance, on-the-road relationship. And two, I didn't even consider for a second that given the fact that this album came out, you know, right before Forget Not Slow Down was written, that 
this would even tie into those songs and those stories from Forget Not Slow Down. But it probably does. Well, nine years ago, Swirro's Fluffball said, I'm guessing what L. Nikki said is correct, but personally, I view it differently. I think it's about a couple just coming out of the honeymoon phase in a relationship, so they're not as into it as they were. But they, they're they used to routine of saying, I love you, but they don't say it with the same meaning anymore. I think the song starts off kind of sad. Well, I guess we made it, or at least we made it this far. To me, sounds apathetic, especially the way he sings it. It's like... It's like we've been together uh, so long and it's not like anything's wrong. And they then by the end of the song, he's basically, well, to me anyway, saying that he's going to cling to it and that they'll get the they'll get the new love life back. Sorry, I had to do some editing as I was reading aloud. (laughs) So, yeah, they this uh, commenter uh, said the same general kind of thing that that we were thinking and you know what? None of these people were like, this is clearly a song about God. Yeah, good. Okay, because that would be, <laughs> that would not be great. I mean, actually, well, I guess if this is about a relationship with, no, because God would want. He would not work. He would be able, well, you can't, yeah, he wouldn't work. God wouldn't work. Never mind. So, if, if it was from one, sorry, if it was from one point of view of just the, the human's point of view, the human point of view where you feel disconnected from God, then sure. But this is about both parties being disconnected from each other. So, yeah. There's this website called Secondhand Songs, and it pops up every now and then in my deep dives. And it just lists who wrote the original version of a song and then lists how many slash which artists have officially covered it. And what I really love about this is that there's a bio at the beginning of each songwriter's page. So here's Matt Thiessen in the most MySpace boyfriend picture I've ever seen. Black and white (laughs) selfie uh, where he's holding back his messy tussled hair, making like a sort of surprise. Oh, I'm holding a camera. Sorry, I didn't see you there, face. (laughs) Just as you turned it, it reloaded. Oh, yeah. That's so funny. (laughs) That's hilarious. What is the camera even working? I don't know. I just woke up like this. Exactly. That's my impression of Tyson in that picture. Then Josh Blow, Blow, aka Jukebox Junkie Josh, four months ago rated every Reliant K song, and now his count is 193 songs. Is that where where we are, Dan? Is that what we have? We're I don't I don't have an exact number, but we're like above 170 in terms of the number of songs we have to do. Oh, I just meant how many songs there were in That's general. What I mean. There's like, I, I, I don't. Oh, because we combine. I don't know if he combines or not. Hang well, on, let me click into this. Yeah, because I can, but we combine. No, I have a spread. We have a spreadsheet. DM us if you want to see it. It's open for everybody to see. We have a spreadsheet with every song, and I merged like interstitial tracks that you know go with the song. That so we it looks like he left them. those. Like as their own thing, so yeah. he has. But then a... I merged like the thief with there was no thief and fallen man with every fallen man, and that's not the name of it, but whatever it's called. I merged like song. Oh, and curb with uh, uh, whatever song that is a demo of. I can't remember. Putting me on the spot, but no, like yeah, we merged we merged songs together, and we have around 170 episodes total. Yeah, okay, so they, on here they did, and they also counted K for karaoke songs, and they did like 
all the like oasis and outro and everything right separately but i also dug deep to find like unreleased songs or songs that were on comps that didn't have much life outside of that like does he have operation on there yeah at a number uh, 135 i'm do, looking at it right does now does he have body b on there i don't know or does he have the dc talk cover but at 128 uh he has at least we made it this far from bird and the b-sides then for another list, uh, this came at number 41 on Earn This's Top 50 Reliant K songs. And they stated, this downbeat folksy track gives us a personal look at Matt Thiessen's romance with Shannon Murphy being worn down by the road. Good foreshadowing to the romantic collapse chronicled in Forgetting Not Slow Well, there Down. you go. What I, what I thought was... Conjecture. <laughs> I mean, I feel like it's pretty likely, to be honest. Now, I think we visited this article before, but it's the Jesus Freak Hideout concert review for the 2009 Uncle Fest tour. And they just so happened to um, mention them playing this song at Crocodile Rock in Allentown, PA is when they wrote this from. Now, here's my question. Crocodile Rock the Elton John song is about all about how he and Susie used to do the crocodile rock. But where's the crocodile rock? Because this song is just about how there was a song called crocodile rock. <laughs> but where's the song? It's not the song we're listening to because it's he's mentioning his girlfriend Susie. Wait, crocodile rock veggie tales. What is this? Crocodile rock the, rock the Baja man. What? What? Hang on. Hang on. What is this? Oh, wow. This is actually a thing. Oh, yeah. Someone told us about this because um, we didn't know. After we finished the VeggieTales, our two VeggieTales episodes, uh-huh. I didn't know that the VeggieTales also covered Sadie Hawkins' dance. Right. Which I guess we'll talk, which we may, we would have talked about if we knew about it. We would have talked about it on the Pirates episode. But we'll talk about it on the Sadie Hawkins dance episode someday. Anyway, the VeggieTales have done multiple cover albums. They've done like VeggieTales Sing the 70s, VeggieTales Sing the 80s, VeggieTales Sing... Who needs kids bop when you have Bob and Larry? Yeah, VeggieTales Sing Thrash Metal. (laughs) That one's my favorite. So we have a CBN article. Reliant K celebrates 10 years with The Bird and the B-Sides. Reliant K's The Bird and the B-Side, scheduled for July 1st release by Goatee Records, is by far the most ambitious EP of the band's career. In fact, with 26 songs, including 13 brand new ones, and a runtime of 70 minutes, it may be one of the most ambitious EPs ever released, period. And, is improbable as it sounds, there's still more. Prior to Street Date, Reliant K will launch an online scavenger hunt. Oh, no, we have done this one. We have gone over this one, I think. Yeah, Jessica, I know. I could tell. That will give fans a chance to download numerous B-sides that will not be included on the disc. The hunt begins June 16th at the band's MySpace site and will continue through June 30th. For additional information and clues, visit myspace.com slash Reliant K. Man, 
Like, I'm sad that I missed out on this crazy, like, little scavenger hunt. Nobody does stuff like that anymore, like, really intricate things with their website. Like, I remember the Donnie Darko website was really difficult to get into. Like, you had to have all of this very deep Uh, knowledge of, like, the movie and the world surrounding it in order to get into the website. I suppose so. Like, people don't do these, like, these very, like, high-concept I'm sure there is some sort of high concept website out there, but well, I don't mean websites per se, but promotion. Yeah, do them for promoting other things. I'm sure they're like the website. If there are artsy websites like that, it's the website itself is the thing, not yeah. that it's promoting a movie or anything. Yeah, it's like a like a website that's a uh, what do you call those things? Escape room. Yeah, I remember the website for the Simpsons movie had the best Simpsons character creator like i've looked at other simpsons character creators since then and none of them were as good as the one on the website yeah it had so many hairstyles and uh, faces and and different outfits and stuff i made like all our friends (laughs) in the simpsons characters and none of the simpsons character creators that exist today are as good as that one on the website for uh ai artificial intelligence and this is 2001 because that movie i remember came out the summer before 9 11 there was like an AI you could have a conversation with, but it was like a very, you know, early 2000s, very basic AI, like base, you know, Alexa is much more complex. Now Siri is barely more complex. And I would just play around with the thing and try to like, you know, get it to loop things. And, and then I went back to it years later, like 2005, 2006, and it had like broken down severely, like people, people messing with it for years. So anyway, we can move on to videos, and as I was talking about, we'll play this one first. They're, they played this song a couple times live. I did not look at set list, but I'm guessing based off of the very few YouTube videos that this has not been a, a big staple of them performing it live. It looks like they only played it around the time the album was new and then didn't play it much after that, which is a shame because it's such a great song. Mm-hmm. And... Um, this is like this would be a great like cool down middle of the set sort For of sure. song slow dance like get that gal <laughs> get that guy and slow dance so oh one last thing yeah at least we made it this far has been shazammed 2437 times <laughs> that's not that much <laughs> it's not um so here's a video uploaded by kenneth young 11 years ago on april 26 2009 in this video, Tyson like, it's so funny because, you know, I keep talking about this episode, but it, it answered all, most of our Burden B-Sides questions. When we had John Schneck on, we were like, had been, for all the Burden B-Sides episodes leading up to that, trying to figure out what's the point of this album? Why is it a, fe- why is it a full-length album pretending to be an EP? What's the deal? When we go, before he answered that that question for us, we'd go online and look at Bird and the B-Sides interviews, and they would always have this very, like, media-prepared stock answer of, we wanted to put something together fun for the fans. Mm -hmm. It's like like David Lynch, like, with the same response to the same old questions every time. Like, they never really explained why is this album the way it is. Well, here in this video uploaded by Kenneth Young in 2009, Tyson like full on explains why this album exists. I was kind of shocked that when I was like, the answer was there to be found the whole time in this YouTube video. 
Um, we're having a blast. So right now, all we're gonna do is we're gonna play some acoustic songs, just so you know. Hopefully, I, I can make it through the end of this. You know, um, we're gonna do some fun ones. Uh, this next one is off our last album. It's not actually an actual album that we released. We released a B-sides record last summer. It's called uh, it's called The Bird and the B-sides. Six songs on it, and it's uh, 13 of them are new, and we're gonna play a new one right now. But uh, that actually got us out of our record deal, uh, which we had signed with GoT Records like back in I don't know what 98, a development deal or something. And uh, so yeah, now we uh, we're gonna we're gonna resign with GoT, but they're also gonna give us our own record label to run. It's called Mono vs Stereo. We're gonna be putting out uh, a full length for Lion K record. Uh, LP number six is gonna come out probably in the fall. Uh, we're so there, he was like, he was very chatty that night. Yeah. <laughs> very forthcoming. He's like, yeah, we we did Burden the B-Sides to fit, complete our record contract that went back to 1998. Because, you know, as we also know, Capitol Records and Goatee, you know, ostensibly are the same record label as far as Wheeline K is concerned. Like, there was no, like, transferring them. They're part of the same parent company. So they just, you know, it was under the exact, the exact same record contract they signed with goatee in what here he says 98 and the record comes out two years later uh the first record came out two years later um it's the same record contract they were under in capital they do burden the b-sides and now they're done and but they liked goatee i guess Mm -hmm. so they re-signed they re-upped with goatee but now i guess i would imagine when you're relying k and nobody cares who you are in 1998 the terms of the record deal were probably not what you wanted them to be by the time, you know, of 2004, 2005. Right. So they're like, okay, this ends it. We're done. So maybe I wonder now if that is also like, like they were, maybe they were saying, maybe Reliant Case thinking based off of this was we want to do LP number six. It's going to be called Forget and Not Slow Down, but we don't want to do it under the terms of our old contracts. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, they could have made forget and not slow down. They could, or they could have waited, or maybe they had to get it out by a certain year. Maybe mm-hmm. they, that's right. why Burden the B sides was rushed. But either way, they could have said, "Let's do LP number six and get it out there and be done with our contracts." I mean, of the new songs, Tyson is definitely in a different headspace. So I don't know if those songs were pre-written or if. Right. The... I wonder if these were proto versions of forget not slow down songs in a way because yeah like this song if it is about his fiance from forget not slow down then is he getting in that headspace already but they're not officially broken up yet i don't know what the timeline is but um you know what i'm saying like right. are some of these burden the b-side songs like proto demos like forming ideas of what forget not slow down is going to be we're both shrugging we're two braces babies who are over here shrugging <laughs> So let's listen to a little of Kenneth Young's YouTube video as they play the song live. Yeah. 
piano is lovely in this song. You know what I mean? It is, yeah. Like when there's more piano-driven Reliant K songs starting around this era, this is such a lovely use of the piano. Mm -hmm. It's not driving the song. It's just kind of accenting it, and it's just a nice little thing. The song reminds me of therapy a lot in a way as well. Yeah. Yeah. I did go, uh, after I had listened to this song a bunch of times in a row and then listened through all of Bird and the B-Sides, I then switched over and put on Forget and Not Slow Down. Yeah, so when people talk about the trilogy of Forget, Collapsible Lung, and Air for Free, maybe the real trilogy <laughs> is Nash. Maybe Nashville, Tennessee P is the prequel to the trilogy. <laughs> maybe it's the comic book prequel. You know how some movies, like, yeah. they release a comic book leading up to the story? Um, so let's watch this Vimeo YouTube video. Uh, <laughs> this Vimeo YouTube video. I just can't get around the idea that there's a fan video specifically on Vimeo. This is uploaded by Garrett Humberston 11 years ago. Uploaded this Reliant K, at least we made it this far, fan video. Jessica had found this on her deep dive and texted it to me and said, you know, look, what I, I found this. I didn't watch it, though. Right. It is very well shot. They're kind of trying to be artsy with these very close-up shots of their eyes and their ears and get out of focus and back in focus on purpose. Trying to be very stylized with this digital camera. It's almost working. But when, I think, once they pull out a little bit more, it works a lot better. So, see, they're on telephones. And he's driving, I guess. I mean, the context of the song would be that he's in a touring band. Right. He's a touring crew, like the Broken Bones. Yeah, but you could read it as like, this is like a song from the 70s about being a long haul trucker, you right, know, just he's out so clearly, riding the road. He's yeah. so clearly in some uh, 70s Toyota, <laughs> like 80s Toyota. Yeah. The car that his dad handed him down in the video, is at least. So they're just like missing each other. She's in her bedroom and he's looking upset and he's just driving along. Maybe he's a door-to-door salesman out there selling vacuums or uh, maybe he's like a cocaine runner. Maybe he works for the mob and he's got to drive a trunk full of cocaine from Tulsa to Modesto. Yeah, so she goes, oh, she's got got an engagement ring on and she's sort of stroking the ring on her hand and looking at a picture of the two of them while he uh, unfolds a map and is looking all over. She's trying to decide what to wear when he gets home. That's cute. This is cute. Oh, that intersection, like, gave me massive anxiety, though. (laughs) It's like a six-way intersection. Oh, you know what? An, a good a good uh, FMV would be to edit this from uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> now, this isn't as cute if you go with my cocaine runner uh, <laughs> theory. <laughs> Yay, Yay, they met up. They're hugging. He's motorboating her. <laughs> Watch your oh, face. Oh, that's a pretty shot. We got some nice lens flares going. Oh, they sped up the footage. Yeah. Oh, he pulled out a ring. And she's not that impressed. <laughs> but they, she already had an engagement ring on oh. earlier. He looks like the guy. He looks like the kid. He looks like the main kid from Stranger Things. <laughs> but this is 11 years ago and he's already like 18. Maybe he's his like older cousin. 
He looks like <laughs> like the kid from Stranger Things meets like Screech from Saved by the Bell. So there you go. Uh, Garrett that was Humberton. great. Yeah, Garrett Humberston also has location location scouting take two for untitled projects, and Lovers Leap location scouting. Nice, nice. Uh, there's another FMV, which is this beautiful dog. <laughs> oh, it's just like a tribute to their dog. This is uploaded Aww. by Zebra and Dog. Who it's have a thousand subscribers? So cute. Um, service dog music video tribute eleven. At least we made it this far, and this is uploaded only six months ago. The podcast existed when this was put together, and I guess it's a service dog of some sort. Looks like a Ramon. <laughs> Looks like Johnny yeah. Ramon. Joey Ramon. Totally. Actually, maybe it's a poodle Max. Very, very tall dog, very curly hair. They groom it very nicely so its body is short. Its body hair is short, but its head has long curly hair. Also, the dog's haircut. The dog's haircut looks like two out of three moms that I knew in the 80s when I was a kid. (laughs) They all had these perms. Perms were big back then. My mom had a perm. Do you think they, you think, does your mom still have a perm? No. Then it wasn't that permanent, was it? It's a lie. <laughs> she should ask, she should sue. Everyone should sue the hair industry. I had a perm. You did? In I'm, elementary school? I don't think I've ever seen a picture of that. <laughs> because my hair is naturally like stick straight. And uh-huh. so I don't remember why. I guess it was my mom's idea. I don't know. She took me to the beauty parlor and I had curly hair for a while because she got me a perm. <laughs> I've seen pictures of you with your Lord, little Lord Fauntleroy haircut. <laughs> My name's Jessica. What's after that? Could you give me a tuppence? <laughs> like first grade. It's so cold out here on the London streets. <laughs> like a bowl cut in the first grade. It was so unfortunate. This is like my hair had all grown back. You and the artful dodger. You and the artful dodger were out there trying to make enough money to get your hair to get hair extensions. <laughs> This is like three or four years later. <laughs> so, A Turn 3D uploaded this video on how to play. At least we made it this far by Reliant K. Nice. He looks familiar. <laughs> so it's just a, it's just an instruction video. Nice. I like how he split the image to get it all like. To, to, instead of just showing so many other oh, yeah. so many other um, tutorial videos for songs just show you the whole the whole fretboard fretboard well the whole the whole guitar in oh, one guitar, shot yeah. but instead he it looks like he did one shot or maybe two shots like I can't tell if it's but basically he split the shot so it's closer up on the fretboard and closer up on the strumming hand but I wonder if he took the same shot and split it in two. Or actually, he did probably didn't have two cameras. It must be the same shot split in two. Yeah, that's what it looks Interesting. like. So one thing you'll note from this song is it is very simple 
open chords. Mm. And that means that the covers are all very nice and very good. Very big comparison to last week when we had such a complex song and the, the covers were not good. Not good. Except for a handful of them. This week, like, pretty much every cover is good. And every cover is an acoustic bedroom cover. No one did any big variations in terms of genre or instrumentation. No full band covers that I found. I was also kind of, um, oh, except, of course, for the Piano Dreamers. So let's hear Piano Dreamers first, and then we'll hear a couple acoustic covers. this sounds slightly off to me it sounds a little off yeah it almost sounds like it's in the wrong here or also it it sounds like a very electric piano Mm. i mean i'm not saying i don't know what type of piano the piano dreamers usually use or the piano dreamer whoever (laughs) whoever does the piano dreamer projects which i do think is sort of cover bodish um it's because it's one of those things where you'll find the Reliant K piano tribute uploaded like three times as three different, completely different looking albums, mm-hmm. but it's literally the same track. So it is got a cover bot mentality going for whoever uploads these. This track sounds a little bit more like electric, a little bit fake, a little bit faker or something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Whereas many of their other tracks sound a little at least fuller, like they're being played on a real piano or at least a real good MIDI keyboard or right. something. There was one time we did an episode where we listened to two different versions of the same Piano Dreamers Relying K tribute thing, and we thought they were different tracks. Because, like, they were just, like, upload. They just sounded a little bit different, like, however they were processed right. into the YouTube video. We thought they were different, and then I edited one out. <laughs> After we <laughs> uploaded the episode, I was like, we, we were like, oh, this one stinks. <laughs> oh, but this one's better. <laughs> And I was listening to, I was doing like final quality like, yeah, control listen. Thing. And I was like, oh, they're the same track. We were at the airport and I like got my key, my, I got my computer out, edited the episode and got it uploaded before we had to get on our plane. And though this is pre-COVID. But it's really funny in the comments for this Piano Dreamer song. And keep in mind, like this is at least an officially published thing. Like, I assume they, the Piano Dreamers and whatever company makes them have to have, like, paid the licensing fees for the all these things because they're on all the official streaming sites. Mm-hmm. It's not just, like, some guy or some girl trying it out on the keyboard and then uploading it to YouTube. It's, right. like, an officially published track. Well, that's well. the Gen Wedge four years ago didn't understand that because they posted awesome cover sheet music. And then a couple days later, they wrote, would still love this sheet music if you have a set. It's like, you're, it's, it's not even like anyone's, it's not even like this is a YouTube channel. Right. Like, this is just YouTube, this is just a YouTube music upload. Right. You know what I mean? So, uh, so there's that. <laughs> and then we Plus, get. I'm pretty sure you can get the sheet music from this album on like Amazon or somewhere. 
I don't know if Bird and the B-Sides is available. I know that five score. And, mm-hmm, I think it might be because I never click into them, but I always get a lot uh, of those in my in my dives. Maybe it's not like a nicely published book. Mm-hmm. Maybe it just comes from some sort of like publisher or something. Like yeah, some they other, have a lot of those. Yeah, like some. They have those for pretty company. much like every song where it's like, oh, $1.99 for this sheet music right. on whatever. But that doesn't mean it's bound in a book. That Correct. You could also buy a guitar, a guitar center right. or a Barnes & Noble. Okay. Well, now we can get into the covers, and we have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 23 Wait, acoustic covers. We have wow. 23 acoustic covers. We obviously got to play Adam Goff. So because... you're picking your favorite 20, and we're going yes. from there. <laughs> so we got to play Adam Goff because he's been a supporter of the podcast. So let's hear that first. nice yeah very nice so yeah this is a that sounds great so basically like this song is very simple so basically the only thing is that the the, your ability to sing and play is the limit you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so we hear we love adam's covers they're great and like any other name i can read off some names and I didn't get a chance to listen to all of these. And I think they all sound about the same. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's just a matter of like people's voices and people's ability with open chords on an acoustic guitar. So I'll read some names and you tell me what sounds interesting. We've got uh, Brad Perry. We've got Alex. We've got My Lover's Ex-Suicide. Yep. Okay, let's listen to My Lover's Ex-Suicide. not as emo-y as i had hoped (laughs) no it was nice that is nice so then you can also we can also listen to i think we'll do two more and we're just gonna base them off of their names (laughs) 
And you got to pick. The best way to judge someone. Yeah. We got Lily. We got Sam. We got Kelsey. We got Dan. We got Kevin. We got Matthew. We got Zach. We got Rock My Chucks in 82. Yep. 182. Rock My Chucks 182. Ooh, the 182 makes me... (laughs) Iffy, but here we go. This is Rock My Chucks 182. I'm going to skip a little further into the song than the other ones. I was so distracted by the posters in the background and trying to figure them out. There's one that like maybe looks like Joe Camel or something. No, I couldn't figure out what that one was. It was or boon- maybe like like a, a lady silhouette. No, it's the Boondock Saints. And it's their hands with the guns. It's just a close-up of their hands oh, holding the guns. Okay. And they're like rosary beads around their hands. And then that's a, a rancid Let the Dominoes Fall poster. And I can't identify the other posters. Yeah, so that's Rock My Chucks, which is a very Reliant K name, because as we know, mm-hmm. they love Chuck Taylors, and they love girls that wear Chuck Taylors, according to the book, Complex Infrastructure, known as The Female Mind. That's right. Patreon.com slash Sadie Hawkins pod. We're getting close to the end of that book. We are. I mean, technically, when you're flipping through it, we're like about halfway through, but we did just uh, last week finish recording the last girl stereotype, which was exciting. What else? I guess shipping videos. You have shipping videos for me. No, there's no, there's no shipping videos. We watched both. We we started with fan videos because there were only two. There was the dog, and there was the fully shot music video. Bummer. So let's Reliant K community get on that. So I'm gonna pick some dudes. (laughs) Do you want Brad? You want Brad, Garrett, or Jeremy? Let's do Garrett. Here we go. Garrett C. You're up next on Sadie Hawkins Pod. I'm so tired of the phone, baby. I don't like the tone. The way we say I love you a thousand times. We say those words, but we can't look into each other's eyes. Oh, but I guess we made it, or at least we made it this far, and it all looks smooth from here. Garrett loves video games. He's got a Street Fighter shirt. He's got a Zelda and a Street Fighter poster and many other anime-esque video game characters that I cannot identify. A Wonder Woman's up there. Is that a Wonder Woman? Yeah, I think there's one in the corner. I think it's like a, I think it's just a female character oh. from a video game. Video games are filled with strong female characters. <laughs> Thank you very much, Jessica. I know that doesn't fit your like worldview. You can't imagine there being girls that participate in video games or are represented in the games themselves. But it's time that you wake up. 
What it's like to have to face the fact you might let go I won't stand for any thought of that, heavens no you know what? Go back and play Lily for me. Okay. Lily seems like she's going to deliver with that like soulful lady voice that I like so much. Just the name. Did we hear? Did Just we the play name Lily? Lily? Nope. We didn't play Lily. Okay, here's Lily. This will be the last one and then we'll do our outro, which we forgot to do last week. So let's remember. So yeah. Anyway, we'll do that. Ready? <laughs> Here we go. Here's Lily. I'm going to skip halfway through. exactly what i was looking for but she did not disappoint i loved it good job lily good you know i realized what last thought on the song is especially when i listened to it just thinking of it in terms of love my chucks 182 or whatever it was Mm -hmm. how and that also that last video game guy and how he kind of looked like pop punk video game guy right like this song is obviously very much enjoyed a lot of people have covered it like over 30 covers on youtube and a lot of pop pop punk people like it, but it's supposed to be a country song, right? Mm-hmm. Like Reliant K, even in one of these videos, live videos I found, said this is a country song. But that dut 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 thing in the court in the uh, bridge, that's a very pop punk thing. I mean, it's like so many other Reliant mm-hmm. K songs have that stop. Yeah. And the le- none the least of which is uh, Sadie Hawkins' dance. I was gonna say maybe that's why they don't play this one live that much because they just don't like doing that thing right and i've heard that interview with hoops where he's like he's like yeah how many times do we play sadie hawkins dance and we just gotta go dut 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 every night and it's like well then stop writing so many songs that go dut 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 because there's so many reliant k songs so there's a the pop punk band homegrown they have a song it's like there's too many stops stops in this song and it's like parroting how many pop punk pop punk bands do stops and that was in like 96 or 7 or 8 oh wow so they they were calling it they were calling the prescient song (laughs) anyway yes our new outro is do you like this song better the same or less than when we started i think actually i like it better i think i like it better as well i definitely understand it better yeah for sure and uh, mopping up from last week because we had a guest we forgot <laughs> entirely to discuss which to bury us or the hatchet. If you can go put your brain back there a week ago, do you think you liked it better, the same, or less than when we recorded? I'll tell you for me, it's exactly the same. Yeah. Because that song never blew me out of the water like it does for many other fans. I enjoy it. But I didn't, it, you know. So I really enjoyed the song before and I still really enjoy the song. So it's the, which to bury is the same, 
But this song this week, at least we made it this far. I at thought least you we were going to, I thought you were going to make me go back and have a whole Witch to Berry discussion. I was no. like, oh, wait, what? But before we go, we have to do our new outro for every song from the first year of the podcast before we did it. Okay, so wake up call. Wait, hello, McFly. Oops. <laughs> we haven't even done wake up call yet, have we? I don't even know. Damn it. <laughs> We just wasted 83 minutes of your life.